Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. Music of America podcast continues today. We are still in Michigan, day two, and this is Rochester with our group today, Sunny Blue and the Moons. And we'll talk with them after we talk about Benormous Productions. They've been producing and recording music and videos for over 20 years. After years as a performer, the owner, Ven Vierhoeven, decided to get back to that which he loved the most, and that's production. After tutelage under Jordan Valeria, he opened his own place in Millicent, Colorado. High-end instruments, high-end tools are all on hand to make your sound compete with that of your favorite records. He's got one goal in mind, and that's for you to look and sound as pro as possible. So, go make some records. Ah, go make some videos. Be Normous Productions. They're on Facebook and at BeNormousProductions.com. Sunny Blue and the Moons. So, Nick, do you go by Nick? Yes. All right, so it's Nick Coco and Sonny. Are Hello. Our Hi. And then who else? We've got Christopher Barrick. Uh, uh, so, in the band. Yeah, in, the band, in, in yeah. the band, the moons. that We've had a handful of different wonderful musicians who have been with us. Um, okay. I always say any musician who backs me is a moon. So <laughs> we have Paul Castic on drums. He's uh, been on both of our albums. Um and then Chris Barrick uh, played saxophone on our first album. We have Roberta Warren on percussion, Jack Cosper on the organ. Am I forgetting anybody? Alex Parasinski on bass. bass. Yep. So we've had a lot of wonderful musicians who are moons. We have some honorary moons out there. Um, <laughs> of course, Nick Coco is my my maestro, my uh, moon here and he is my guitarist um and the producer of sunny blue and the moon you can sort of say i'm like the head moon he's like the big moon <laughs> there you go so were there moons before there was sunny or did the whole thing happen together or did sunny decide she wanted to have a band after solo work how did that evolve <laughs> Right. So um, during COVID, obviously, um, so many of us had time to sit <laughs> and think about what our next move was going to be. And Nick and I um, are songwriters and we have a publishing company called Underdog Music and Publishing. And at the time, Nick and I were um, writing music and recording demos for major artists uh -huh. and when COVID hit and nobody was in the studio you know working on music you know it was kind of a time where we decided you know we still have all this great music that we want to record that we want people to hear and so we decided to create Sunny Blue and the Moons and uh, put together our first album which is called Breakfast Served Cold and it came out in 2021 and um, it was uh, it was one of those projects that came together very serendipitously because all of us were scattered all over. Paul Castic lives in Jamaica. And so oh, wow. he was listening to recordings and the tracks were going back and forth and back and forth between us here in the Detroit area and Paul in Jamaica. And Alex would listen and he'd come in and record his bass parts and and then we'd have, you know, our sax player lives in, in Lansing. And, you know, so he would travel in and play and record. And so the Moons and, and I never actually got to come together as a band to rehearse and practice right. and all that kind of stuff um, prior to the album being recorded. It was a, uh, you know, it's this very creative, creative process. And thank God for technology that we were all able to, uh, create this album during COVID from our various stations. I heard a, a guy last week, I guess, was talking to me and he said, uh, when we get together, that's not band practice, that's rehearsal because we do right. our practice individually. Right. Exactly. And we get together, we rehearse. At home. Yeah. I thought that's right. such a cool concept and so many people don't, don't really think of it that way, but that's exactly what you're doing here. Right. Yeah. yeah you learn, you, you learn your parts, you learn your pieces and your familiarity 
on personally, one-on-one -on -one with the track or whatever you're, you're learning with. And then when you get together, you learn how to play it together. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. that's what rehearsal is about. Rehearsal um, is all about being able to come to one mindset on a song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and Sunny is that is Sunny Blue your name or is that your stage name? So Sunny is my nickname. Uh, okay. is a nickname given to me a long time ago. Uh, Sunny Blue is a stage name. Okay. Um, blue, obviously for for blues music, but we use this French spelling of it, um, and uh, I like the way it sounds. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 and, when I saw the name, when I saw the name Sunny Blue and the Moons, you know what I thought? I thought it was going to be like a fifties tribute band. You know, okay. they're going to be like the drifters or something like that, or maybe even further back and maybe do like some big band sounds or something like mm -hmm. early jazz and stuff. You guys have a really cool sound though. I really dug it. I was really surprised when I listened to, uh, I guess the first one I listened to was Holy Water and Hellfire. Like, well, that's, oh, that's yeah. not what I was anticipating. <laughs> no, no, sir. Yeah. So Holy Water and Hellfire was uh, one of the singles that we released before the first album, Breakfast Served Cold. Uh -huh. And that song was, it is deeply personal uh, to me. I wrote that song as I was going through a divorce. And my mom sent me a text message one morning, you know, just trying to give me something inspirational. Yeah, And it said, she was soft enough to bend, um, but strong enough to stand. And I thought, oh, Thanks, oh. Mom. That's really nice. Maybe I'll use it someday. Yeah. And as I was going through going through this divorce process, you know, I'm just I just started thinking about all the strong women who I that that I've come from. You know, mm -hmm. my maternal paternal grand uh, grandmothers, my grandmothers who raised their children during you know, the Great Depression, right. um, grandmothers who were immigrants that came over and had nothing. And, you know, just thinking about where I came from, where all of us come from, and how strong the generations before us really had to be, how, how resourceful um, they had to be in order to raise their children and get us to where we are. And so I really saw myself, you know, reflecting on these women and, it was it was a very the inspiration for the song from the for the song came from them. And, um, you know, I just kind of wrote from there. And the song, once I started writing it, the lyrics came very quickly. Uh -huh. um, and we had a couple different arrangements for that song. And um, well, uh, it, you know, when I read the lyrics. I was torn. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was torn on the on the arrangement. Uh -huh. Okay, because the lyrics are very powerful. Okay, right. now when uh, when when Sunny writes, um, she she noodles around on a guitar sometimes, mm -hmm. and on this particular song she had, um, and you know she kind of has this um, very theatrical background. Okay. Yeah. And so when she writes, she tends to write from that perspective. And what do you mean? it was what do you very mean? well. Think theater. Think Broadway. Think mm -hmm. um, Ethel Merman. Uh, yes. Think of the show. <laughs> exactly. I I right. tend to tell a whole story, not just a single moment of uh -huh. a story. Um, and as a writer, you know, that's, that's really kind of my style. I, I like to see a much broader picture of the story. Um, and so, you know, and, and Nick said, I was noodling around on my guitar. Well, my guitar skills are nothing like his <laughs> skills and I'm, I'm a pretty poor guitarist. And so everything I tend to write sounds kind of country-esque <laughs> uh -huh. because I just can't play very well. Um, but I know what I know what I want the the song to sound like. I know what I want the the phrasing to sound like, and what notes I want to sing. Right. So I handed it over to Nick, who created a whole new arrangement. And honestly, when he played it back for me after Paul Castic had tracked the drums and Alex had laid down the bass part and stuff, 
I looked at him. I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> because he had created this arrangement that was so big. I yeah. thought there's no way I can sing to match what you guys are doing. I just, I don't think I can do that. But I yeah. do better. <laughs> right. Okay. So as, as a well, that's what the head moon does, that's what the head moon does. Right. Right. <laughs> as, as a producer and as a composer, right. It's really important for me to know the artist who's going to be right. telling the story. Right. And I know where I, I, I know that it's my job to get things out of the artist that they don't know they can do. Uh -huh. that's, it's a, that's it's, a, it's a different twist on reading the room. Right. Instead of exactly. reading the room, you're reading the artist. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. And that, that's what a, that's what a producer does. So um, it, it, you're exact. She's exactly right. Um, so we went from this <laughs> theatrical, slow kind of slow, uh, moving piece. Yeah. To this driving blues rock piece. That when when I shared the lyrics with Paul Castic, who obviously you know helped me write the drum parts for it, and um, and and Alex Karazinski, who played bass on it, and uh, Dr. Chris Barrick, who played saxophone on it. When I shared the lyrics with them, they totally agreed with this with this arrangement. Yeah, that it needed to be big it needed to be powerful okay and that we all knew that sonny could belt this song i can and, i can just i'm picturing this whole thing this this metaphor here of sonny who has no confidence in her her, her guitar so she's kind of going ding, 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 right ding. yes <laughs> and then nick comes up with and that's why i'm saying when i told i said you guys have made this arrangement I cannot sell this. I cannot sing what you're asking me to do uh -huh. here. And they put me in the booth and I probably sang this song. I can't remember how many times oh, we over the course of a few, a week or two. And they're like, no, we just, he's like, you just need more, more, more. Like I was like, I don't know what else to give you. <laughs> okay. So here's what we did in our studio. We have a, a live soundstage. Uh -huh. with lights and you know big pa and the whole nine yards just as if you're in a, a, a it's a live festival stage in the right. studio and this girl is live that's what she is she is all about the performance uh -huh. so we gave her a microphone put headphones on her and put her on the stage okay <laughs> yep and when the lights came on yeah, and, and he says, don't move around too much because we'll pick up the squeaking in the floor. Oh. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why Motown had a dirt floor. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. There's a reason for that. Okay. But anyways, told her, I said, just go be you. Go be you. Just close your eyes. Be on this stage, move around. See, when you're in when you're in the booth, you've got to stay within proximity of that microphone. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because otherwise, what happens is the 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 gain from your voice will change. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard in post-production to make up for that and make right. it sound good. Right. Right. Make it sound natural. Okay. So I gave her the mic and I said, just do it. Just be you and she did and holy water and hellfire became her biggest song right with uh, with hundreds of thousands of streams on it yeah um it became it still is on the the charts in um uh but, uh the country oh uh <laughs> Oh, no. I'm sorry, my <laughs> mind went blank. We're the we're Ukraine. Ukraine. Sorry, Ukraine. Ukraine. Oh, okay. okay. Holy water and hellfire. Um, holy water and hellfire uh, was part of what uh, Apple Music 
uh, when Apple Music made their stuff available for the Ukrainian people because the Russians had shut off their right. okay. Um, this song is like a theme song in the Ukraine. Wow! All right, women, women are using this as a rallying cry, like an anthem. Okay, and like an anthem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 really that that's so incredible to us it's so incredible to us yeah okay um and because of that we actually released two separate videos um which are available on youtube um that you can see that will that that, that depicts the purpose of this song one of them shows the great depression which is where she wrote it from Mm -hmm. okay and then the other one is dedicated to the ukrainian people wow that goosebumps <laughs> yeah. it's 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 very it's very cool it's very cool and um, um, um we're honored by the by the fact that we're we're, we're a part of supporting that That's and supporting yeah. the ukrainian people yeah well, Sunny Blue and the Moons is the guest, and the song is called Holy Water and Hellfire. And after that buildup, we're going to give it a listen. So here we go. Holy Water and Hellfire on the Music of America podcast. Well, she is no 
from Rochester, Michigan, Sunny Blue and the Moons, and uh, Nick Coco, the head moon, will be with us along with Sunny. We, we talk about this, ladies. Ladies, you don't need big promises, right? You need results. Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer contains only the best ingredients for your skin. It doesn't contain unnecessary ingredients that may cause further skin issues. Specifically formulated, the Retinol Moisturizer helps reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, making your skin appear younger, softer, smoother. A powerful combination of antioxidants like vitamin A, C, B5, and E fight premature aging by blocking the DNA-damaging free radicals and promoting softness and elasticity. Contains natural ingredients like aloe vera, jojoba oil, rose water, sunflower oil, which are all great for alleviating a variety of skin conditions. Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer. It's at simplebeautyskincare.com. It simply works. And of course, it's not limited to women. It's just mostly women that buy skincare products. I don't know. I don't wear makeup. Do you, Nick? <laughs> no, I, I don't buy too many of those. I don't, I don't buy skincare products. And although there's a, a really good comic, uh, what's his name? Bill Burr. Are you familiar with him? Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Used to, used to have red hair and then he's now he's bald, but it's just kind of loud and obnoxious. Talks like this, you know? Okay. <laughs> He's hilarious. His girlfriend is um, African-American and uh, she's always putting on lotion because he does this whole bit about being ashy, you know, because uh, if you don't, then you get ashy because your, your skin cells flake mm -hmm. off. Well, right. Caucasians don't use those products because we don't look ashy. We just look more white, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. That makes sense. <laughs> so uh, quite a testimony. That whole uh, Ukrainian story. How do you how do you follow that up? You I know, know? <laughs> right? Yeah, I know, I know. And that was off. That was off our first album. Yeah. Um, so, so, Nick, how did you guys meet? How did you and Sonny meet? Do you want to tell the story? Yeah, you tell the story. Okay, so Nick has a recording studio in uh, Rochester, and years ago, about four years ago, four. Um, I, four or five years ago, I was looking to get back into music. Um, I just, you know, I had four children. I was a stay at home mom and I just, I needed a musical outlet. So mm -hmm. I started working with a band out in Rochester and they, uh, they met in a basement, nice guys and everything. But two of these guys were in a band with Nick at, you know, and they would rehearse at his studio and, they kept saying, oh, you need to come out and, and meet Nick and he's got to hear you sing and everything. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't have time for that. Um, and eventually these guys invited me to a show that they were all doing together. And so I got to meet Nick and Nick invited me out to the studio and I wasn't going to go. I was like, no, I don't have time. You guys already have a female vocalist in your band anyway. You don't need another person. Um, but I don't know why I decided to go. So <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, went, saw the studio, saw the guys again. And, um, Nick basically pulled me up on stage and made me start singing for three hours. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what happened. <laughs> and how long had you been playing with these guys, Nick? Like, have, were you an established band in Rochester or? Um, okay. So. Yeah, well, this was... Or is that a yes and no right? at the same time? Yeah, kind of yes and no. All right, so um, I have different levels of, of bands in that work in the studio, right? You have some that are pro bands that are touring acts and other things, and then you have some that are weekend warrior bands, yeah. all right? And this was kind of a uh, weekend warrior band. Okay. Okay, uh, so cover band. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were playing basically 60s, 70s, a little bit of 80s, a little bit of 90s rock. Okay. And um, it, was, it was a fun band to have, you know, so it was a good working band. Um, you know, we did a few shows, uh, but mostly it was to get together on a Tuesday night <laughs> and have some fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We used to, we used to go drink fun. beer, but you know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. We didn't make any money with the band, uh, but we had a lot of fun. <laughs> uh huh. 
What was okay, your, uh, so, and it was a cover band, was, was uh, most 80s and 90s, is that what you said? Uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Okay. Right. Okay. So you're all over so, the place. Yeah, all over the place. <laughs> right, all over the place. So um, so it was it was fun. And um, um, she came in, and uh, I can't remember what was the first song we went to. We asked her to sing. It didn't, didn't, didn't matter because she didn't really know the song. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Wait, no, no, wait, wait. You didn't really know the song. The first song that I asked you to sing. And I said, she'd heard the song, but had never sung it. And I said to her, I said, well, just work your way through it. Because I wanted to see what she was going to do. Yeah. Right. And she did. And she made it her own. Oh, wow. Okay. And I thought, this is fabulous. This is really fabulous. And she had a just this amazing voice, the tone mm -hmm. of her voice. Um, and the other uh, young lady who was there that was singing with us is a soprano. Okay. And Sonny is a true alto. Mm -hmm. And the combination of that was really inspiring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. now you've got natural harmonies mm -hmm. okay that that are going to take place and my head started spinning so then we picked another song and this one she knew actually quite well and got and she made that one her own and uh -huh. i thought all right this girl's got charisma she's got style she has stage presence um there's a lot here yeah, yeah. so I, I, after the rehearsal was over, um, I said, I'd really like to, you know, work with you. And we started working on, um, we started working on original songs mm -hmm. and that's where underdog music and publishing yeah. came from and other things yeah. like that. I had been writing songs since I was 16, but you know, I wasn't a great guitarist. I didn't know uh -huh. anything about, you know, really about music or, you know, uh, composition and stuff and he had been looking for a writing partner so I said well I got some songs and let's let's work on them together and see what we can do see if we can uh, do record some demos and uh, make some money right, right, that's, right. that's the idea let's just make, record some demos and make some money <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a lot of the feedback we kept getting was um he, we would send the the demos out right. to producers and they kept saying oh so she's going to release this song like they thought i was getting ready to release the song oh, okay. uh -huh. and we're like no 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 we want your people to sing the song you know and then it was well then you'll need to get a different demo singer who doesn't sing it as well <laughs> was was the feedback <laughs> we kept getting that's funny <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah, we were. We, yeah. Can we, you find someone that sucks? You know, that's, that's exactly what they said. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it, it, like I said, you got to think theater. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. And Sunny lives the lyrics, so when she sings it, all right. And 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 I got to tell you, as, as hard as I try to capture all that she does in the studio, it's really difficult mm -hmm. because of all the theater. Okay. So she gets into the character of the song. Right. All right. So her live shows are just amazing. When, you know, I don't care who the artist is. I always believe that live is better than the studio. Oh, all yeah. right. That, Absolutely. That's, but when you, see Sonny perform live, you see Sonny living the song. Yeah, and totally that's, get that. yeah. That's that's what that's what makes her an original artist. And she never sings the song the same way twice, which is what <laughs> makes her a great jazz and blues artist. Okay? Because jazz and blues you can do that. Right. Um she's she just it, it's an incredible experience to be on stage with her. It it just is, and, it, and I mean that with every ounce of respect possible. 
because uh-huh. she just does an amazing job. And she writes from that point of view. So when we started working on the second album, yeah. Slow Burn, mm-hmm. um, we, we wanted to focus a little bit more on the interpersonal stuff that was going on currently in our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 the album slow burn is really about the pain that artists go through and live through in the music industry. That's what that, yeah. that's what it's really about. And, spe- and especially the title track slow yeah. burn. Well, the title track you you know you wrote, right, Sonny? Yes. Yes. You write that one exclusively, or did mm-hmm. is this another one of those collaborations with Nick? Oh, oh. No, no, I mean, like we we do everything okay. together. We're, okay. It's it's always, and I'll I'll tell him, hey, I have this song. It's like this many measures, this kind of repeat. You know, we'll talk right. through it and stuff, and he'll just start doodling something. I'll be like, yeah, 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 that's it. Or no, 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 try try something different. You know. So we're all so your learner and low is what together. you're telling me, right? Your learner and low. You're Rogers and Hammerstein, right? Absolutely, right, exactly. we are. So, yeah. and that's what we want people to think when they think like Sunny Blue, Sunny Blue, and Nick Coco. You know, like yeah, yeah. Um, we we are a songwriting duo, and exactly. so um, this song, when I when I wrote the the lyrics for it, I wanted it to sound like I was singing to a lover, like that lover that you know got away, and I just can't get over that person. But deep down, it's not a person at all. That that lover, that person that you're pining for in that song, is the music. Oh um, wow! And and the the whole idea is, you know, um, it's a slow burn being an artist. It is being any kind of artist, a musician, a painter, mm-hmm. a dancer. Don't when you are a true artist of whatever craft it is, you cannot escape the the burn of that art. Um, there's just no way to say, I'm done with it. That was right, fun right. and put it aside and move on with your life. It is all encompassing, um, all consuming. And that's what slow burn is. That's what it is to me. That's what the song and what the album is about is that, you know, it was like, we wanted the song people to know that like, we are all in yeah, on this, yeah. you know, emotionally, financially, like <laughs> we've given everything. Literally, and, you know, given thing, everything. Like, we have, we have given everything for yeah. our art, and that's what Slow Burns about. Well, we're going to give it a listen. Then this is Sunny Blue and the Moons, and the song, the title track from the album Slow Burn. I can't get you off my mind. I can't make what went wrong go right I can't get any sleep at night Oh, it's a slow burn Loving you In the evening The moon don't shine And the stars they refuse to align the sun it will never rise it's a slow burn loving you
Slow Burn with Sunny Blue in the Moon from Rochester, Michigan, here on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Discover your celebrity at the newest, hottest, and most interesting and fun live music show to hit the scene in probably 50 years. It's called Flash Jam. Whether you perform live music or enjoy watching live music, Flash Jam has something for everyone. Flash Jam is a dynamic way for musicians to come together, perform, and compete for both recognition and for prizes. Whether you're new to the stage or an experienced musician, Flash Jam provides this exciting platform to collaborate and showcase your talents. So here's how it works. Musicians perform hit songs with other random musicians who share a passion for the same song. So using uh, Nick and Sonny's song, Slow Burn, as an example, let's say I wanted to play keyboards on Slow Burn, and John wants to play bass, and, and Nicole wants to sing it. I don't know these guys. We all learn our part, though. We get we find out that Flash Jam is playing at the On Tap Tavern, so it's a it's a big event like a karaoke night, and we all get together. We learn our parts, and then we get together, and we perform together for the first time. It's kind of fun. Existing bands are also featured there. Like an existing band might say, "I really want to do Honolulu Boogie" by Motley Hoople. So they all get together and they learn Honolulu Boogie, and they perform. And then the the enthusiasts, the fans, get to vote. So everybody participates on your favorite musical combinations, all at Flash Jam. It's really fun. It's really exciting. It's happening in Colorado now. They're expanding throughout the country, and it's coming to a market near you soon. Flash Jam, welcome to the show. So much fun. So much fun. I can't wait. To that hear. sounds fun. Uh, I mean, everybody's a ham. And uh, that, that my background now, I, I've been singing since I was like maybe in second grade. I sang in a Catholic grade school choir, but I did shows in high school, you know. So I really get, Sonny, what you're talking about. I really relate to like not just uh, performing the song, not just singing the song, but acting the song, acting out the, the lyrics and even transposing yourself into the role of a of a singer, like a jazz singer. So right. there's a lot that goes into that that you bring to the table that somebody that sits there and does flash jam, for example, they might be an excellent singer, but they're lacking that extra that extra flavor, that extra garlic to the roux of my gumbo. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> You know, it's funny as a vocalist, just just like as a guitarist, you know, you start, you practice, the more you practice, the more your skills improve. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually started singing in the church, you know, in choirs and yeah. stuff. And um, it and I, I was as I wrote my own music, you know, my my ear changed, my voice changed and my voice really changed after having four children, yeah. right? You've got age <laughs> and hormones and everything. And when I finally was able to get back into music, 
um, after having four kids, I really had to relearn my voice and ask myself, you know, at a woman, as a woman who's 38, now I'm 41, um, what, what kind of music resonates with me, you know, and, yeah. and what naturally wants to come out of me? How does my body, my nose, my head, you know, um, resonate sounds now? Um, I was so surprised, you know, really when I got back into singing, how powerful my voice had become. Uh -huh. And I credit that to my children being so bad that I had to yell at them all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> my voice just became really powerful. Um, no, I'm kidding. It's from a lot of practice, you know, uh -huh. just vocal practice. But, um, you know, my voice really did change over 20 years. And relearning how to sing. And when I opened my mouth, that you know, bluesy, jazzy sound just felt very natural coming out of my body. Mm -hmm. um, and when we sing, we sing with the whole body. Um, and uh, that's that's the sound that is that's coming out right now. So I'm going with it. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you sing bands in high school too? Like, did you sing in a rock band or anything like that? Um, I sang in praise and worship bands. I used to lead uh -huh. praise and worship bands um, in high school, a little bit in college. And, um, but I, I, that was really about it. You know, I did some musical theater in right. college, but not a whole lot. Um, it's the, it's that, at that adage, I swear it, it, it doesn't go away that, uh, uh, smell of the grease paint roar the crowd. Right. Once, once you exactly. get that, get that exactly. in your veins and you can't, you can't not have that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But that's kind of what yeah. Holy Water and Hellfire was about too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last song we're going to talk about, I'm, parenthetically, it's Vince's song, but the song is called Violet Eyes. Yes. So, so Violet Eyes. Um, Violet Eyes. I'm this, sorry, this song is Vince's song. Yeah, Violet Eyes is, I for me, it's one of my favorites on our album, Slow Burn. Um, this song is about a person um, who has Alzheimer's and, um, two of my grandparents had Alzheimer's. Um, so many people, um, have family members who have Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, I even worked at a senior home briefly. Um, I wear, I work lots of part-time jobs as a professional blues musician. Uh -huh. I work a lot of part-time jobs. Okay. Yeah. And um, I was actually working at a senior home here in our area. Uh, by the way, Nick and I perform at senior homes. We love to do jazz and, you know, the great American songbook. Uh, right. we, we do that for the seniors. So we perform in a lot of memory care units and, um, one of the the people at the the home that I worked at, his name was Vince, and there was another woman, and her name was Violet. Oh. And Violet, the purple color Violet, is also used for Alzheimer's awareness ribbons. So okay. using her name, um, that Violet eyes, and also you know the the color of the ribbon right. um, is where I got this idea of Violet eyes. Um, and really, you know, when you if you know somebody who is at that stage in their life, you know, um, it's like, you know, they're trapped, they're trapped in there, the person you love is still in there hiding somewhere. And this song is really for the families, the caregivers who care for these people. Um, and it's a song, it's an angry song about this disease. You know, you're not angry at the person, you're, right, you're right. angry and frustrated at the disease. And that's what we were trying to capture with Violet Eyes. Now, how do you do that, Nick, with music? How do you take that same emotion, that same story, and compose something that conveys, does the, does the music become a vehicle for the lyrics or can the music stand alone? as its own testimony about the message of the song this well, song both uh, yeah. i'm gonna say both okay um oh, it, it, that's a great question when you listen to the song you'll you'll notice that the bass line and the guitar line are moving quite quickly mm -hmm. and there's a uh, a repeatable pattern to it which is there to 
represent a clock time okay okay and there's a a strong reference in the music to the speed of life being transformed into this high-speed clock mm-hmm. so you know we're used to this 60 seconds equals a minute right but in their world it's more like 60 hours represents a minute so if i can draw on einstein's theory of relativity <laughs> for just a moment okay yeah right which is you know the 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 concept is is that time is relative to where you're looking at something from right right so in their mind and in their in the in the person's mind itself time has become the relevant factor and I got you. that's yeah. that's what i took to the composition i was focused on time so the pattern in the song represents the time that is trapped inside uh-huh. of the head of an Alzheimer's patient. Wow. That's some pretty heavy stuff, guys. <laughs> I mean, it's we really think about it when, you know, when we're trying to tell these stories. It's not just like, okay, just right. play something there and I'll just sing over it, you know? Um, it's... It is important to us that people feel, you know, in in as you listen to the song, there is also this sense of urgency that is mm-hmm. being created, yeah. and you know, it, it whether that's an urgency for a cure or an urgency for for finding out what the rest of his story is, because sometimes you just get these little glimpses into somebody's life when they have Alzheimer's or, you know, that you get these little windows into their, into a moment in their time that's so fleeting and you want to capture their story. You want to remember everything. And it is a big race against time. And so yeah. you, we have this, you know, very fast driving, you know, clock like, um, you know, uh, feel to the song. Um, and, I, I just think Nick did a great job with it. Um, it kind of, for me too, I love, I love the feel of the song too. It kind of reminds me of some of the, the great songs from the eighties for yeah. some reason. I think that, you know, that high intensity feel. And um, I, I always say, I'm like, this is, I always just joke like between us. I'm like, this, I feel like, I feel like Pat Benatar when I sing this song. Oh, how cool. You yeah. know, Pat Benatar, nobody can deliver that, that passionate, angry, you know, purposeful mm-hmm. line like Pat Benatar. I'm like, this is my Pat Benatar moment. I always think of her. <laughs> She's one of my my you know greatest inspirations. And uh, so I, I feel like this is a little nod to her in a way. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I, that, uh, what, what do they call it? Channeling, I guess. You're kind of channeling. Yes. Channeling yes. your inner Pat Benatar. Yes. Right. <laughs> The song, Vince's song, is called Violet Eyes with Sunny Blue and the Moons here on the Music of America podcast. He worked on the line from six to five. With a shot and a beer He built those muscle cars Celebrated with cigars And kept his family near Time split him in two And he's forgot all he wants Between reality and what used to be Behind those vines 
Sunny Blue and the Moons and Violet Eyes. Guys, this is the segment of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. So this is where you tell us where you're playing, where we can find you, where we can help support you or your music, where we can download songs, where we can buy merch, anything that helps you. Uh, I think you said it earlier, Sunny, money, money. It's about the money, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, if people want to see us, uh, we're going to be here in Michigan through the month of December and January. On December 9th, we are going to be up north in Petoskey, Michigan at the Noggin Room. On December 15th, we are going to be uh, back down uh, down here in Shelby Township at Brooks Brewing at the Shelby Township location on December 15th. And on January 27th, we are going to have the full band at the Cascade and Lounge in Metamora. So, um, yeah, if you want to see the full band, Sunny Blue and the Moons, come on out January 27th. That's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, Boy, people start can go 24, to... huh? Yeah, you can go to sunnyblue.com. That's S-U-N-N-Y-B-L-E-A-U sunnyblue.com to find out all those show dates and uh, more show dates uh, that'll be coming up if people want to buy music or merchandise they can go to sunnyblue.com as well and uh, of course if they like social media we're on facebook instagram tiktok and twitter or x whatever it's called now right right yeah so <laughs> and um we are actually going to be starting up some uh, live uh, live streams on Facebook and TikTok coming up in uh, January. So January and all through 2024, we're going to be doing live streams. So make sure to follow us on social media so you, you can see those. What about and, YouTube? YouTube? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and YouTube. YouTube. Oh, yeah. And do you have um, a channel, like a YouTube channel, or just uh, post your videos? I don't, I, I don't know how YouTube works, so. Right. Uh, you can just go to YouTube and it's like and search Sunny Blue and the Moons. OK. Um, or you can go to 148 South Street Studio um, that you can search that. That's the, the site that posts all the Sunny Blue stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but I also want to talk about a couple of other things coming up oh, yeah. um, all summer long. We have been recording every live show that we have done and we've done over 50 <laughs> wow. so and we've recorded them all and we are going to be releasing a live album uh coming up here soon uh when i say soon i'm i'm saying in the next two to three months okay uh -huh. 
uh, we're going to be releasing that. It's a lot of content to go through and actually yeah. listen to. You know, you do a you do a two and a half hour long concert, which most of our concerts are two and a half hours long. Then you have to spend two and a half hours listening to it. <laughs> so it takes it takes time to uh, to go through all these shows and, and listen to what you've got. But um, we're going to be doing a live album which will be a compilation of many of the places that we've performed at. So it'll be like live at, at Martha's Tavern right, in right. Indiana and live at. Um, so that's, it's going to be very cool. We're very excited about that. Um, and then also we've started working on our, um, what would be our fourth album or our third studio album. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been working on that one as well. So we've got lots of music coming out, yeah, uh, which which we're very excited about. Um, and uh, so I'm trying to think of other things, shameless promotion that we could do. <laughs> well, there's that whole production company I've heard about. Oh, the the the, the whole 148 South Street Studio. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. You know, if you if you need uh, if any of you, if any of your listeners need somebody to do recording, mixing, mastering, yeah, um, uh, that's that's my bag. Yeah. Um, I love to produce artists, uh, males and females, mm-hmm. um, uh, and anything in between that, I guess. <laughs> um, and we're, we're and we're also a publishing house, so uh, people who are interested, songwriters. Um, we work with a lot of songwriters and people who are interested in having their music published. Um, Underdog Music and Publishing is is how we started. So, uh, have you, you guys know. done like uh, like uh, all of a sudden I'm hearing this weird noise? Have you guys done like uh, workshops, you know, uh, songwriting workshops, maybe at blues festivals or something like that? Have you considered something like that? Or, well, you know, it's funny. Um, you're the second person in or third person in the last three weeks to ask me that. Um, we would love to, we would love to, <laughs> we would <Great>. love to, <laughs> we would love to def- definitely would love to do that. We haven't done it yet. Um, but we probably should. Um, I think it would be awesome for us to, to put on some stuff. So, uh, believe it or not this Friday, uh, I'm going to actually kind of be working with some kids. I'm going to start working with some children. Mm-hmm which I'm very excited about who want to learn some jazz. Oh, that's I don't know if I, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to start working with children uh, on jazz and blues. uh, And I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say real quick that sunny blue and the moons, we are uh, proud members of the blues foundation. We are recipients of Joe Bonamassa's keeping the blues alive. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm, I'm a member of the national women in blues and, uh, you know, we we love blues music. We love sharing blues music with people. Um, and so I think our favorite thing is is going out and, and sitting with audiences and telling them stories about the blues mu- music that they're hearing. You know, um, so we uh, we love performing, but, uh, you know, we love going back to the roots of blues and uh, playing the songs that really, you know, birthed the, right. the whole genre right well kids it's been fun and i i look forward to uh crossing paths with you again that's sunny blue in the moons from rochester michigan up next we're headed to detroit with mark speck and a band called sweet crystal you've been listening to the music of america podcast if you like today's show please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.